Operation Icebreaker does remind me of a breath mint. Absolutely. But so does Operation Mentos. The Fresh Maker. Yeah. Crazy 8 had a propensity for snitching on his rivals, then taking their customers. His latest victim was his cousin, Emilio. Damn. <laughs> That's just dirty. Like, that would have been an awkward-ass Thanksgiving. Because the nigga got right back out. Because they And did. went right back to his cousin's house. And he, no, he bailed his cousin out. Right. That he set up. Because they did mention that the snitch was the one who gave them the information for them to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so he set his own fucking cousin up and then tried to blame <laughs> tried to blame Jesse for the shit. And then was like, hey, hide around the corner. Hit hit mute. Hit mute. No, no, no. Um uh if see if you sound effects, because I, I I watched it again when I was at work. He was in the bathroom. He <clears> was just in the bathroom. You hear you hear the toilet flush, and then that's when he comes out. Hank took the method they found in Crazy's car to the lab, and the chemist at the lab deducted that it was the purest that they had ever seen, like 99.1%. And it was made right at home in the land of enchantment. I didn't know that that was a nickname for New Mexico. I like that as a state nickname. Friends. You got a new kingpin in town. It's better than Virginia's for Lovers. Virginia's for Lovers is y'all nickname? Yeah. It's, the, it's our slogan. Wow. Also, don't tread on me. It's Virginia, too. I thought that was Texas. No, it started, it started in Virginia. And Alaska's then, the land of the midnight sun. I changed my mind. I like that one the best. Yeah, we, we I think we were originally the Dominion State or some shit, bullshit like that. Alabama's is the Yellowhammer State. I'm looking okay. these up now, as you know. Mm-hmm. Arizona's is just stupid. It's a Grand Canyon state. Like, do better. What, what the nicknames, according to Google, is the mother of states, Old Dominion, and mother of presidents. Mother of dragons was taken? I reckon. Wyoming? I mean, literally, literally the, the, the flag of Virginia is a motherfucker standing on somebody they just fucked up. Like <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Wyoming's nickname in a place where it's like 99.91% white. The equality state. That's a little, well, it's not that much white. It's probably like 97% white. It's a lot of native people in Wyoming. Yeah, there are indigenous Americans. You're right. You're right. Yeah, New Mexico. It ain't, it ain't much of us, though. It's less than 1% of us. Yeah, no. But I wouldn't go and there most, anyway. And most of them are at University of Wyoming playing yeah. sports. Playing football and fucking white women. That's where Josh Allen went, by the way. I said what I said. But they're also sending the gas mask off to Quantico. And the chemist swabbed the filter of the mask, and it had the same 99.1% meth in it. So that little girl is high as shit. No, I think they, I think they just got it from the filter. Yeah. They, they, tested, the, they, tilted, they tested the filter. Like, once the <laughs> filtered it out, 
but it's still in the other side of the filter. <laughs> if the mask got 99% more meth in it, what's the point of fucking wearing a mask? Right. No point. That's true. Just don't wear but a I, mask. I, I've always heard the like cook houses. Like once you have a house that meth was cooked in, people can't live in it. Well, they don't know how to do it as good as Walt. Right. Especially from what we know from later seasons. Hank thinks there's a new kingpin in town, and as he's saying this, we get a shot to, a shot of Walter sloppily brushing his teeth, skinny yet pudgy. No one would ever expect it. Short, kind of tall, slim, kind of big. No, really, he's he's pudgy, mm-hmm. but the top part of his body is like skin and bones. He is so he is he is the epitome of average, right? He's no one would ever expect it. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. Walt is is zoning out while he's barbecuing the chicken, and Hank makes fun of him. Marie asks if the mayonnaise and the coleslaw the worst she's the worst person in the world is low fat and Skylar's like you should get a sound bite you should get a sound bite it's it's store bought you should get a sound bite whenever you know how like um, you know how like on Invincible Invincible they like start the show and then he says Invincible and then the thing comes up and they play like and then the Invincible thing comes on we should start the show and talk about the show, and then in the, at some point you kick off. Welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and you play like a sound. Wouldn't that so be cool? So you haven't listened to the podcast, have you? No, I hate listening to my voice. I never listen to my podcast. Okay, cool. You should listen to an episode. It's only going to take like three minutes to get to the intro. Okay, I'll hide my ears. Cover them. Yeah, that's what I meant. Item. That's that's adorable. Walter, well, Hank tells everybody how he stalked Marie for some reason to get her to go out on a date with him. And Walter tells everyone how he stalked Skylar until she dated him to the extent that this motherfucker found out she did the New York Times crossword puzzle. So he did it too. He would only go in when she was persistent. It's still no. so lame, though. It's, it, was, it was just lame. No, it's creepy. The way he talked about it, he was so fucking proud of himself. Tell him how you met Skylar. Mom was a waitress in Los Alamos, and Dad said that thing to you. Well, actually, your mother wasn't a, a waitress. <clears throat> it was a summer job, and uh, she was the hostess, and she also worked the cash register. And I used to go in there a lot because it was close enough to the lab where I could ride my bicycle. And once I noticed her, it got to be so that I would only go in when I knew she was working. When it was slow, she would lean against the counter doing her crossword puzzles, but but kind of hiding it, right? Pretending that she was still working. And once I caught on to that, I would do crossword puzzles while I ate my grilled cheese sandwich. It got so that every day at lunch, 
we would both be doing the New York Times crossword puzzle 10 feet from each other. And uh, <laughs> eventually, I caught her looking over at me. So I began saying, excuse me, um, 14 across, seven-letter word for whatchamacallit, uh, may I ask what, what you wrote down? And, uh, well, that got us talking, and uh, well, I tell you, I was, I was terrible at those puzzles. <laughs> I don't think that I finished even one of them, but your mother would do them in ink. Very smooth. No, it wasn't. Very smooth. No. He literally stalked her to the extent that when he found out she did the New York Times crossword puzzle, he started doing it too. He would only go in when she was working. That's just creepy, dude. He didn't even talk to her about it. He just started doing the fucking crossword puzzle. Exactly. He just started doing the puzzle in silence. You find something that they're into. You want to be He wasn't into it. He didn't even fucking like it. He liked it. He said he never finished a single one. I didn't say he was good at it. It's like, what was that song that you're always talking about, Scar? The the stalker song. Because I love you. Because I love you. Yeah, that's this. I don't know if he. I don't know why this his exuberance irritates me, and it might be because the story is focused on him, or maybe because he's in a doghouse, but. Just how engaged and excited he was to tell that story while Skylar just sat there. Well, she's sad because he got cancer. Yeah, but we didn't no. know that at that juncture. And it's irritating. Like, this is the same way he was telling that story about the girls in the breasts. Uh-huh. And the same way he was telling the story about um, Bogdan and, and the job. It's, it sounds like how he sounds when he's lying. Yes. Maybe, Maybe that's why it irritates me. Hmm? Maybe he's a crazy person. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to fucking literally see a, a, a woman in a restaurant, and instead of getting up there and talking to her, you just figure out when she's going to be there. Turned It became a thing that the only time I go in is when she was working. You never worked at the mall and saw the, saw the girl that worked at the store next to you? And you go in there to all. try to talk to her. I know. And the only time you go in that store is when you try when she's there because you're trying to talk to her. But he didn't try and talk to her. He noticed by watching her that she did a crossword puzzle underneath her arm when she was supposed to be working. So then he started doing it with her. But then he started walking up to her in front of everybody and saying, Hey, what'd you get for number seven across? <laughs> Nigga, you know it's supposed to be a secret. What the fuck are you doing? Why is it a secret? She was supposed to be working, remember? He said that. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) The fuck are you? You trying to make me lose my job, dog? Like, what are you doing? You're talking to me like I'm the fucking bartender. She's the hostess. That's a good point. So you're walking up to the front while she's waiting for people to come in so she can seat them. Do you know what number seven was across? Seven words? Excuse me, sir. I'm trying to help. Okay, that's fine. I got this. What'd you get? That's bad. It's super bad. He a her best nigga for this shit, dog. Right? And he's so fucking proud of himself. 
Like, straight hurt. Seriously, when you think about this whole thing, he goes to her job and literally harasses her where she can't run from it. And yeah, I caught her looking at me one time. Yeah, nigga, because she's like, why the fuck is he always here? Looking at me to see if I notice him doing his fucking crossword puzzle. We sat side by side and ate sandwiches. What the fuck? does It sounds like the same fucking thing. So anyway, okay. Skylar starts crying. Big white bullshit. boohoo tears. That's some bullshit. I, I hated this scene. I hated the fuck out of this scene. The reason why I hated the fuck out of this scene is because Skylar starts crying and Marie asks her what's wrong. And instead of telling her what's going on, she says to ask Walt, like, that's not a fucking setup. And then she leaves. And then she dips out. I see niggas get punched in the face for shit like that. The fuck you do to my sister? Right. Ask him, what the fuck? She left like, him out to dry, so cold. Yeah, and, and and again, this is another situation <clears throat> where she wasn't necessarily wrong, but how she did it was just how she did it was wrong. Like it, it should it shouldn't have been like this. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> y'all trying to y'all trying to uh police her emotions. Get out of here. No, um, nigga, I, this is, no, honestly, in this circumstance, Scar is absolutely right. Because not only did she leave Walt out to dry, but we find out later on that Walt Jr. didn't even fucking know about the cancer. Right. I feel like they called this cookout so that he could tell everyone. But she broke down so. before it could happen. That's how I, I took it. I don't think so. Because because she even says when they're all sitting at the, when they're all sitting on the couch and shit, he told me not to say anything. Then what the fuck did you just burst out crying for no and fucking reason? And then say, reason? ask him. And then say, ask She me. couldn't help it. What are you talking about? You know what about? I would have said, nigga? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I would have hit that meme of the little girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking know what's wrong with her. She's your sister. Go ask. I'm nigga, sorry. she pregnant. Emotions. She she didn't do she she what she did wasn't what she did wasn't wrong how she did it was wrong yeah it just wasn't teamwork you don't leave somebody out to dry like that and uh, without them even expecting it right but marie bucks up on walt and he's like i have cancer lung cancer yeah, because she bad. did the thing that she did the thing that you were that you just said she she says ask him and she goes what the fuck? Walt? Walt, what the fuck? What the fuck? What, what the fuck did you do? Like, and and so like that was Marie did the Marie did the thing that a sister is supposed to do in that. Oh, mm-hmm. did Hex say something about like getting a handy and <laughs> doing yes. this conversation? No, he said a tuggy. A tuggy. He said he because when Walt before they start talking about Walt's stalking issue. Excuse me. Uh, Hank is talking about how they say they ask if Hank will like something. And he says, does a bear shit in the woods? And Marie's like, I fucking hate when you say that. So it couldn't have been shit in the woods. Do something bad. Hold on. Chase your Aunt Marie here all over creation. I'm going to find it. I'm gonna fucking find it. I because just he thought says, about that. 
He said something that's really bad. He, he's crass. He talks like a cop. Like whoever, whoever wrote his lines, either was a cop or really knows cops because he very much talks like a cop. He's a DEA agent. That's I mean, that's essentially a cop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the person who wrote his lines, <laughs> oh, wrote, wrote lines him perfectly yeah, as are, a cop. But that's what I'm talking about. That's persistent. No, that's not it. Persistent. But yeah, um, he they ask, um, he asks Skyler if she wants wine and if Hank wants a beer, and they both say no. And then Walt Jr. tells Walt, I'd like a beer. And that's when Hank is like, yeah, and I like a tuggy from uh, Shania Twain. Yeah, he. That's the second time he's mentioned Shania Twain. That's all he wants from Shania Twain. He, he mentioned. Now he mentioned her in the first uh, episode too. I think. Good old Tuggy. He mentions, yeah, he mentions like, her multiple occasions. He wants to fuck Shania Twain. Apparently. If you're talking about like what you want to do with a celebrity, like your your dream, uh, that's what you want. You want a Tuggy from your dream said. girl. Also Tuggy. Tuggy, y'all. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like a brand of Pampers. Sorry, it right? <laughs> right? Uh, sounds like a brand a brand of male uh, centric um, Pampers. I don't think I want a tuggy from Serena Williams. It probably feels like it would hurt too. Yeah, because you know, it's like, no, I don't. I don't think she has the saltest hands. Yeah, uh, I I I don't think Mar- uh, Shania Twain would give me a tuggy. Because if it was bad, I'd tell her that didn't impress me much. Is that like one of her songs or something? Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. She's got the moves, but she ain't got the touch. Don't get me wrong. I think it was all right. But that tuggy won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. I don't know any Shania Twain songs. He's going all over my head. He is is saying the lyrics from that song, but changing it just slightly. I mean, I'm just saying. Just keeping one hundred. And I, I no, we were. T- I had a I had a homeboy who had to sing a Shania Twain song because he lost a bet. Um, he, it was a it was a podcast like years and years and years ago. Um, they made a bet about something, and the loser of the bet had to sing karaoke of the other person's choosing on the show. On the show. So she made him sing Man, I Feel Like a Woman from Shania Twain. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That was- I don't know any Shania Twain songs. I don't know. <laughs> I just know I know the person because she's famous, but I don't um, I don't know any of the songs. Didn't she was was it her or the other one that used to um that that actually sing um sing backup for um sing backup for Michael Jackson before? You mean um Sade? No, one one of these chicks, I don't know whether it's her or um is was it Shania Twain that you that was sing that used to sing backup for uh, Michael Jackson? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it was Paula Cole who sang "Bitch." I thought that was um, N.W.A. Different bitch. No, that was Short Dog. 
No, a bitch is a bitch. Man, they went downhill when Ice Cube stopped writing their music. He was on that song. I know, I'm just saying, they went downhill when Ice Cube stopped writing their music. Uh, 100 Miles of Running is a good song. Always into something. No? No? So, Skylar continues on her boohoo trip and tells Marie to ask Walt how long he's known. Like, really, dog, you can't communicate. Ask him how long he's known that he's had the cancer. Walt said it's been a month. Skylar continues to cry and tells everyone how he made me promise not to tell anyone. Then why the fuck are you talking right now? I mean, that seems like irrelevant information to this conversation. Everything else I understood, that I didn't get. The fucked up part of the conversation was a part where she was like, ask him how long he known about this shit, dog. It just sucks. Like, I, like she just put him in such a fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. And then knowing, knowing that, um, that Marie, the worst, the absolute fucking worst, was going to take things way too fucking far. Mm-hmm. Thomas, so we're going to get you the best. We're going to get you the best care. Two fucking episodes. Was it two or three episodes ago? This bitch was fucking complaining about him spending 15 fucking dollars on one of the cards, bruh. Uh, what are you okay, talking compa- you compla- You're comparing that to life-saving medicine? <laughs> that is not Nisha, the same thing. Nisha would not spare near expense to save one of our kids or myself. And it's the same thing for me and her. So I understand that wholeheartedly. Right. But like, but like you talking about something, you want the best care, the best care. And like you and, and like your sister was just complaining about $15. $15. But that's not the same thing. <laughs> I would go in debt to save my wife. Okay. Of course. Big time debt. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care how much it costs. But if she spent if she spent $6,000 on a used Chanel purse, I'd be like, yo, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Over Nisha here? contacts me. I don't know how the fuck she pulled this off. She contacts me when I buy something through DoorDash. When I buy <laughs> something through DoorDash, this nigga gets an alert on her phone. She sent me a text message saying that my driver was approaching. Yes, help me. I was at work. <laughs> Mexican food was good too but at the same time if it came to hell or high water she walked through both to make sure that her family was taken care of and I do the same thing so that's what I'm saying while Skylar has fucked up moments as I've gotten older I understand wholeheartedly yeah, now while she's having she these does. moments some of the moments might make her look hypocritical like yeah the $15 when you really think about it like what what nigga really I, I spent $15 on, on some paper, by the way. What the fuck? How much paper was that nigga buying for $15? Probably like three. He bought, he bought probably like three, uh, three of the things. Remember, it was like 2006, so he, they might have still he, had the uh, he bought a case dot of matrix. The store brand. He bought a case of the store brand. Can't. Can't. That, that kind. No, he bought a case of the store brand. I can guarantee you. Skyler thinks that the diagnosis goes back 20 years to when he worked at the lab. And she wants to hire a lawyer and go America on everybody's ass. 
Marie wants Walt to get a second opinion. And Skylar says, that's good. We're going to do that. Walt has no decision on this whatsoever. Also, once again, Walter Jr. didn't know shit about this until all this happens. So this nigga sitting in his room by himself listening to rock music, looking real fucking mad. Right. I mean, my man is in there listening to Suicidal Tendencies. Nah, that nigga in there. Well, Linkin Park wasn't even out yet. Otherwise, he'd be listening to Crawling in My Skin. It was out. He's probably listening to Linkin Park. No, you listen to Suicidal Tendencies, I can guarantee you. Hank tells Walt that whatever happens, don't let go of his hand. Uh, no, really. He tells Walt that whatever happens, he'll always take care of his family. Which immediately reminded me of the best part. Well, one of the best parts of the other guys. Where, um, huh? Never seen it. You need to see the Rocks movie. No. Yeah. No, it's it's Will Ferrell and um Marky Mark. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't want stuff with Mark Wahlberg in it. Ever since I got divorced, I'm good. Um, I don't have to. And I, um, I choose. But yeah, it was the one with the rock in it. You're right at the very beginning of the movie. But um. But he was like, "Hey, man, if you die, because Eva Mendez was Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell's wife, he was like, "Hey, man, if you die, I promise you, I'll take care of your wife." Will Ferrell's an ugly dude who's always had fine women as love interests in every movie. I will say this. Like, did anybody peep Walt's face after he said that? Yeah, Walt, like you, motherfucker. Walt went pure like, the fuck are you talking about? Nigga, like... You ain't even gonna say you're gonna, you gonna hold me down? You ain't gonna check in on me? You, oh, when you die, I'm gonna take care of your family. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I will fuck your wife just the way you want to. Wow. I will eat her ass like groceries. I will take care of your family. You have to remember that if you're if you're Walt talking to to Hank, you are talking about Marie. The worst woman in the world. No, if I'm if I'm Hank talking to Walt, I'm talking about Skyler. No, no, no. But like you said, you said the other way around. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I feel like Walt didn't tell them because he feels like he can handle everything on his own. What'd you think about that, Brandon? I mean, he was just being nice. Just being nice. No, I mean, when Skylar was like, he didn't want me to tell anybody. He didn't even want to tell me because she was like, it's been a month since this nigga's had cancer. He didn't want to tell anybody because he felt like he was smart enough to get out of it on his own. No, he didn't want to tell anybody because he was cooking meth. He had already broken bad. We heard it in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actually, he he does explain, but he explains in a later episode. Some dude is in Jesse's house and sees the hole where the bathroom tub was, where the bathtub was, and asks Jesse what the hell happened. And Jesse says, well, the house is settling, yo. And the roof caved in and hit me in my eye. The fuck? Yo, this, the, whoever, I, I got to find the character's name, but he is the worst actor right now. 
another guy in the house says he can get his pop to hook Jesse up because his dad's a contractor or something. My nigga Skinny Pete is in the building, son. Yes, Brandon, that's Skinny Pete. You know Skinny Pete was in The Mandalorian? Yeah. Which one was Skinny Pete? The skinny one. The the one the one that always wears the skull cap. But uh skinny oh, was okay. in, skinny uh, combo. The combo one the name. one that was at Jesse's house. Yeah, so yeah. skinny okay. Pete was the skinny one, and combo was the bigger one who was asking about the hole in the ceiling. Yeah, but the 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 combos actor, I mean he was really horrible in this episode, like really bad. And since we're using names now, combo asked Jesse if he still cooks meth. And Jesse says from time to time. Then Skinny Pete asks about Emilio, and Combo says he heard the crazy and Emilio skip town. Then he asks Jesse, hey, can I get some meth just to take the edge off? And Jesse tells him that he's cooked up a new batch that is just chemically, and then he realized that he doesn't know the first fucking thing that Walt did to make the Winona. Right. So he tells him that it's just the bomb. But he's going to lay off it for health reasons, so he offers him weed. But Skinny Pete's like, nah, dog, we're going to bounce because your friends are fucking users. So then he caves because he seems like he needs friends, even the ones who take advantage of him. So he gives him the best Scante ever. That's a weird social drug. It is. That is a weird social drug. But, (laughs) I mean, it's the same way that when you watch The Wire, you see, or not The Wire, but The Corner, you see niggas who are like, hey, man, you found $10? Good job. Let's go over here and get some heroin. But do they do it together? Do they shoot up together? They shoot up together. Absolutely. They're usually sharing the same needle. That's how niggas would get AIDS and shit. Right. Hmm. So one of them will literally prey on his friend's good fortune to get high. Which is what Combo and Skinny Pete did to Jesse. We heard you cook now. That's what's up. You still using? That's dope. You gonna give us some or what? Yeah, I, I, you know what? We out. Just take that. Oh, you don't want to give us none? I ain't your friend no more. No, no. They play Jesse like a third grader. Yep. I ain't your friend no more. And the kid cries like Skylar and shit. Yeah, we're not your friend no more. Unless you unless you share. You share it? I ain't your friend no more. <laughs> it's okay. She'll be back. <laughs> Another Quayla. She'll love me again. <laughs> I wish I knew that shit to say when I was in third grade. Hmm. Why would you want that in third grade? Why, why, why Wasn't that from next that? Friday? No, that was from Scarface. So it's when the nigga Scarface, tells me... He says it in Friday. So when the nigga tells me that he ain't gonna be my friend no more and walks away, I can pull that line. But Jesse's high as fuck and people want to know how come. He's got the pipe and he's looking out the window like Malcolm. You want me to do it in the voice? People want to know how come. Jesse got the pipe and he's looking out the window like Malcolm. Should that song have been on the greatest beats? No. (laughs) He sees two motorcycle riders stop in front of his house and knock on the door. One literally has a grenade that he's tossing up and down like a baseball. And the other has a machete. 
So Jesse runs out the back door and hits a fucking fence. But in reality, it was two Mormons on bicycles with pamphlets about Jesus. Actually, that's not far-fetched. American grenades are are made about the same size and uh, weight as baseballs in order for Americans to be able to throw it. What we know of grenades with the kind of oval shape is actually the European one because you throw it kind of like the way that they throw the ball in cricket. Does meth make you hallucinate? I didn't know that was a hallucinogen. I, I don't. Know. I have no idea what. It I is. don't know anybody who's ever done meth. In my opinion, I know, I know people who've done meth. My coworkers. I was going to say, in my opinion, meth is a drug that is primarily done by white people. Yes. I told Brandy I wanted to go do um, go to one of those um, controlled places where you do the psychedelics. One of them Aaron Rodgers joints. Yeah, I heard it really opens up your mind. Oh, you want to go to Burning Man? No, I want to go to a controlled retreat where I can do some psychedelics. You want to do some shrooms? That is good for you. Walt is still dealing with the cuts the crazy etched into his leg, and then he gets blood on his pants, so he's cleaning that up. And he starts coughing, and Skylar asks if he needs help, and he's like, I just need privacy. What'd they do with Crazy Eight's body? We don't want to know. Did they put it in the tub this time? <laughs> I'm sure he did it the right way. But here's the question I have. Cool, cool, cool. So you put the acid into the plastic tub and you, you dispose of the body in the acid like a good person's supposed to. How the fuck are you getting rid of the acid, dog? You can't soda. pick it up and carry it because if it splashes anywhere, you're uh, fucked. Uh, Baking soda. Didn't we just have this conversation? We did, but oh yeah, baking soda. That was in the first episode. I mean, episode three. Skyler set up the appointment with the oncologist for Friday at ten forty-five, and he's one of the top ten in the nation. And so she puts the deposit on their credit card, and their deposit is just five thousand dollars. Walt's like, that's just a start to tell me what I already know. And Skylar tells him not to get hung up on money because they can borrow it from Hank or or your mom. And she says to call her, call his mom and tell her. And Walt's like, I will. Skylar says that she doesn't want them thinking about the money and it isn't an issue. And Walter says it isn't, but he'll take care of the deposit. He'll borrow it from his pension. He just... It was moments like this when I was first watching the show when I was much younger and I was like, she's overbearing. But no, she's literally like money ain't a thing, homie. Don't stress about that. I don't want you stressing about shit. Just let's find out how to get you better. Fine, I'll take it out of my pension. His pension is literally the laundered money he took from Crazy and Emilio. He hid it in the vent in the nursery. And Walter Jr. walks in and asks, what in the hell's wrong with you? Because you're acting all weird. Fuck this nigga, son. Right. I'm sorry. Fuck this nigga. Fuck this nigga Jr. And you, my son ain't going to fucking talk to me like this, dog. I'm sorry. You're but not he's going through trauma. Talk. I get it. You're going through trauma. But you're not going through more fucking trauma than me, nigga. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you've had a month to process it. 
Okay, but still, you're not going to fucking talk to me like this. And he's 16, maybe. We don't really know. But he's a teenager going through some real-life emotions, not, not to mention puberty emotions. That doesn't mean that you can fucking talk to me like that. But he's been talking to niggas like that this entire show. Right. I mean, fuck this nigga on, on just GP. But, like, but fuck this nigga right now and fuck this nigga for what he say later. So, Walter's like, and then Walt Jr. rolls his eyes and walks out. And Walt sighs. And the camera pans in on the maker of the crib, Tampico. Walter's on the freeway and he hears sirens. So he's looking up in the rearview mirror and pulls over while begging this that nigga it wasn't for him. This nigga didn't even do nothing wrong and he tripping. Exactly. Like at the time, I mean, I mean he didn't do nothing I mean, wrong at the time. He not built for this. Like the, the guilt is was really fucking with him. Like. He's not built for this life. The cop goes right by him. And Walter's at a, a bank waiting for a parking space. But another guy jumps in front of him and takes it. And Walter gets the guy's license plate, Ken's car, and goes inside. And the guy is inside bragging about how much money he makes. And he's pretty fucking misogynistic and horrible. <laughs> and he's talking about the woman at the end and how nice, how good she looks while calling the uh, the woman that the guy on the phone asked him about a fucking cow and a boo hog and That's all the women inside a, of the the bank is looking at him like he's fucking growing horns this was yeah. such a character bro <laughs> like That's, a cartoon character and he was but like that that <laughs> that nigga talking on the phone um like the the one that talks on the phone all loud and shit this just happened to me recently because um um, they did street cleaning and my um my lady's car got towed. So I had to take her to the place to go get her get her get her car. While we were there, there's a lady sitting in there, and apparently her and the lady behind the counter had a few words. And she's on the phone with someone while we're all standing there waiting to get, you know, be next to get our cars or whatever. And she was like, oh, oh, she got an attitude with me. Like, I won't find a way back there and beat her ass. Like, I will fuck her up. And like, she's just having a conversation on the phone talking about how much she'll fuck up this lady. Um I mean, like the whole, the whole ass time. Like we, I, she was sitting there on the phone that whole time, and like there was two people in front of us. This whole time, she's on the phone just talking to somebody casually about how she will fuck this lady behind the counter up. I don't like how in the mid two thousands, every person on TV or a movie that had a in ear Bluetooth headset was a villain or a bad person. I don't like that racism because those like how's that racism. If it's black people, white people, Arab people. Because it's racist to Bluetooth people. I don't think that's how it works. Bluetooth lives matter, bro. Bluetooth lives matter, bro. It's a group of people who wears Bluetooth in their ear. And it was racist towards them. Because they were always villains. I, I, I could call it an overgeneralization. It was racist. But I couldn't call it racist. Bluetooth lives matter. It's definitely an overgeneralization. It's racist. But race is a social construct, right? So I just constructed Bluetooth people as a group. And it was discriminatory against that group. So it was racist. There you go. So. And if you want to give me the Twitter bullshit about who got the power, the directors got the power. There you go. 
So this dude's been pretty fucking horrible. And Walter is looking around at the women who don't like it, and he doesn't like it. He's rolling his eyes and everything, but he's already in a mood because of what happened outside. The guy is being like toxic, right? Yes. Walt then makes a cashier's checkout to the oncology group while this guy's being, you know, just finished up with this banker and everything. Same woman. Walt makes a cashier check out to the oncology group and starts telling the woman how to spell oncology before she even asks. Then he sees that she spelled it correctly without needing his help. Is that misogyny? Is that arrogance? I'm not sure. I think it's a little bit of arrogance, I would say. I wouldn't say misogyny. I would say arrogance. I think Walt is just fucked up right now but he doesn't even see the the like you literally just did almost the same thing that this dude did disrespecting this lady i mean fred sanford when he would go somewhere he would tell people how to spell his last name s-a-n-f-o-r-d period yeah but that's his last name is is what's harder to spell sanford or oncology did anybody ask him how do you spell oncology did anybody ask him how to spell sanford no, he just let him know. Sometimes you gotta I, let people know. No, I think it was just, I, th- I think it was arrogance. I think you're right, Scar. <laughs> A family's eating dinner while classical music plays, and they discuss their son playing the oboe and his individual lessons and, and soccer. Then they hear something crash in the backyard, so they go out to investigate, and it's Jesse who's ruined their patio furniture. And he says hi to his mom, his dad, and his brother. I love the fact that you see them eating dinner and talking to the little boy. And you have no idea that these are Jesse's parents. Mm-hmm. Classical music playing the whole nine yards. That's good, Buffy. You should tell so-and-so, doggone it, that you're the best oboe player out there. <laughs> Jesse sleeps the whole day away. And his parents discuss what drug he's on this time. Which is fucked up, but at the same time, if you put them through this before, they're not letting you put them through it again. His mom wants to go in and check his arms for needle marks. His dad says, should we let him stay? And his mom's like, well, on the condition that he goes to the meetings at the Presbyterian Church. And she doesn't know what to tell Jake. Jesse walks in and says, what time is dinner? Mom, meatloaf! his mom offers to wash his clothes because they look lived in and she and he declines and walks away his dad's like we ain't gonna do this again we said we're gonna lay down the law we have to be consistent about it so they go to lay down the law but they see that jesse is gently ever so gently placing the silverware at the table so they don't yeah, they tried to be good parents, but his daddy couldn't help himself. Yep. Walter Jr. is in Walt's class after school, so we can get a ride home with Walt, which pleases Walt. Walt says to give him 20 minutes and then they can get going, and Walter Jr. agrees. And Walt tells Walter Jr. that he feels like things have a way of working themselves out, which, you know, is alluding to the diagnosis. We see awards on Jake's wall for the most distinguished mathlete at his magnet school, which is nice. 
He also got the Environmental Consciousness Award, and Jesse is super proud of him. He tells Jake to remember that not all learning comes out of books. He also thinks that they should hang out more often than chill. Jesse That's a great finds, line. Not all learning comes out of books. I like that. Yeah, Jesse, remember, he's got a PhD in the streets, yo. He should put it on a t-shirt. In the he script. should put it on MySpace. Whatever it was called. Jesse finds out that Jake plays the flute, uh, Piccolo, sorry, Piccolo, and asks this nigga to play Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull, most famous for what? I have no clue. Jethro he- Tull is the first band to win in the metal category over Metallica. And uh, Jethro Tull literally has a dude who plays the flute. Well, would be metal if you have someone <laughs> playing the flute. I feel like that's you know, I'm metal. also yeah. mad that, that the Roots didn't have any beats on there. None of them should have been there. That made that list? No. Yeah, most most of the best most most of the best stuff is not released. No, you got me. That's not a come on, man. That's just fucking. That's just fucking. What you calling doing this thing? What's the name? Um, oh boy, who? Um, Scott Storch. That's just Scott Storch doing what Scott Storch does. What make fire beats? You make all right stuff with piano stuff in it. He even made some check, stuff with Dre. Check the Patreon to hear what the fuck we're talking about, people. Yeah. Check the Patreon. Also, also, De La Soul Stakes is High is a good-ass beat, too. Me, myself, and I. Yeah. That's, that's just... Um, that's just uh, it's, it's just what is it knee deep or is, it's fun- it? funkadelic? Yeah, it is. is. Is it knee deep? No, 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 no. It's it's, it's funkadelic. He's right. No, knee deep is the name of the song. Yeah, I'm free. It's the name of the song. Mm-hmm, I'm free. Yeah. Is it, hold on. I don't know. It's what a it great was scene on Good Burger where yeah, Kyle was singing yeah, that song. yeah. It's just knee deep. It's not not just knee deep. It's the name of the song. But the next movement should have been on that list. It doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't belong on that list. Sorry, not top fifty. It's not top fifty. Fifty songs is subjective. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, this nigga asked uh, Jake to play Jethro Tull, (laughs) and Jake was about to tell Jesse that. He can't play him 42. <laughs> Time. Huh? Fuck Tiny. No, no, I'm, I'm pissed off with Tiny. He lived from Compton. I know. Took me to that church over in Compton. Yeah. Little bitch, man, took me to a church. They didn't have no organ player, they had a piccolo player. <laughs> Everybody in church just cussing the can on. <laughs> After this sermon, what the, the preacher was about an hour, they were getting ready to sing, right? And the preacher says, uh, we, uh, we're going to turn to hymn 42. 
old piccolo player said, I can't play 42. He said, that's all right, bro. We know you're on parole. Let's try 106. I can't play that either, Mr. Preacher. And he said, well, what about 39? I can't play it. What about 66? I can't play that either. And so the folk, you know how to hear the company? I'll tell you. Somebody stood up in church talking about, Piccolo plays a motherfucker. <laughs> and the preacher jumped up and said, all right, that's enough of that shit. <laughs> had that shit going on in my church. Oh, had that shit going on in my goddamn church. Now the man that called my Piccolo player a motherfucker, bring his ass up here. And nobody did enough time to tell me, be still. <laughs> Don't move, because he'll shoot you. I would have, honestly, because that's a fucking classic-ass uh, comedy routine. I would have played the whole thing. It's, it's, it's just long. Hmm. It's worth it. Here's the man sitting next to the man to sit next to the man. Brandon ain't never heard it before. Mm-mm. Scar. I heard a really good one today, though. Which one? I, I shared one on Facebook. Guy Doesn't help into, me. Blind man walks into a restaurant, tells the guy, um, can you bring me a dirty fork? Guy was like, really? You want a dirty fork? He said, yes. He goes, brings him a, a dirty fork. The blind man smells it and says, I want the spaghetti with meatballs, extra um, Parmesan. It's like, okay. So he tells his wife, Anne, to make it. They bring it out. Everything works out. Comes back in. He said, let me guess. You want a dirty fork? So he said, yes. He goes back and gets a dirty fork. He said, I want the um the the three-layer lasagna. It's all right, cool. So he tells his wife in and goes and makes everything. Then he comes, you see the guy coming in again. So he tells um his uh he, he tells his wife, here, put the, put this down in your pants. I'm gonna play a trick on the blind man. So he so he puts it down her pants and then he takes it out and the blind man smells it and was like, I like damn, that. I ain't no Ann worked here. Oh, nigga. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I don't get it. He ate Ann. <laughs> so you know what Ann smelled like? So it's cannibalism? No. She, she stuck it in her vajayjay. He, okay, told, he, he told his wife to put it, put the thing down her pants so he can get the smell on it and then gave it to the blind man. So the blind, so the wife cheated on her husband with the blind man. Mm-hmm. Apparently so. Okay, I get it. So he's telling Jesse that he can't play him 42 when their mom bursts in the door like she's been standing there eavesdropping the entire time. Jesse says they're doing good, and she asks Jake, who confirms it, and then leaves, but leaves the door open. And Jesse sees that and asks Jake, why are they treating me like some kind of criminal or something? And Jake says, it's whatever. And Jesse says, they're saying that they can't let me, they, they don't want me, a scumbag, to warp the mind of their favorite son. And Jake's like, I'm not their favorite. You're their favorite. You're all they talk about. I don't believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it because I I know those kinds of parents where you where the fuck up is the favorite. But like no one wants to admit it. 
but the fuck up is the favorite is usually because the fuck up is the oldest. And I mean, in this situation, Jake is likely a prisoner of the history that Jesse has. Exactly. All the shit that they're making him do, playing the fucking piccolo, being in soccer and all of this other stuff, is to just try to keep him away from the to keep him away from the truth. From the streets. Mm-hmm. The, because it the more the more activities that you're into, because that's all they asked him about at dinner. All they did was ask him about his activities. Activities. And and like do you know, yeah, but you was real good on that oboe. You know what I mean? Like the way you like, blew that oboe made me happy, boy. Yeah, at nine years old, Jesse's seen a nigga get shot. Damn. But the, yeah, they just they they're doing what they can to keep him off keep him off the pole, basically. Mm-hmm. And we find out later. Really it's work. like it's like Jesse is Diamond, and Jake is Diamond's little cousin. Yes. Drugs or junior? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we making so, players club references? Yes. Yes. So Jesse goes in his room and opens his hope chest and finds some of his old toys, art, and a drawing of Walter getting a flash shoved up his ass while the captain while the caption reads, I love chemistry. You know what I noticed about Players Club? That Adele was thick. Did y'all know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adele, we saw her on Def Comedy. Comedy. Yeah, Def Comedy. She was she was high in Def Comedy. Yeah, but she looked skinny uh, in Def Comedy. She got thick. No, she was thick on Def Comedy Jam. No, she was she was really thick there. You know who else looked great on Def Comedy Jam? Some more. Some more still fine. Yes, she is. I'm just saying, back then she was too. And and who is some more? Is Nia Long's sister, right? Yes. Didn't know that until like a few months ago, but Lisa it makes Ray. sense. It's Lisa Ray in the brat, right? Mm-hmm. Pregnant I thought you had more. Is, I'm sorry. Pregnant brat is weird. The whole jersey with the stomach cut out. That jersey was wild. That was that a wild just, ass outfit. Weird. This is weird. <laughs> like it being a whole ass pregnant stud is just weird. That's not weird to me, but the jersey was wild. That was a wild ass jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's not weird at all because, I mean, she could be like, "I don't want you to have stretch marks," to you know her girl. Well, Judy couldn't. Uh, Judy had fibroids or something like that. So when they went when they went through like the IVF, uh, Brad did it. Brad's forty nine years old, so like that's kind of old. You know, do you know they they really came after them because their donor wasn't white? I mean, wasn't black? It's like. Does it I mean, that's the internet. I mean, it's the internet. Does it matter? It's just weird. It doesn't matter. It's the internet. <laughs> yeah. But there was a thing on Twitter that was like, name a song where the vocalist goes hard, like harder than the rapper or whatever, like when the vocalist goes super hard. Oh, and man. Were sharing, and they were sharing like Cisco on, on what these bitches want and stuff like that. And somebody had Tyrese on what you like. And if you go in the comments, half the people you could tell were like under 30. So they only know Brad from the TV show. And they right. saw the Brad in the What You Like video. 
and they did not believe that that was the brat. They thought they were getting April Fool or, or deep faked. I still say that. It, why did it take so long for somebody to mention Shorty? T Pain said that shit off, dog. Oh yeah, I guess so. I guess T Pain's always extra. Nah, so you don't really nah. think about it. I got, I got genuine and owe me back. No. Yeah, I hate that song. I hate that song. Yeah, you might hate that song, but Genuine had much more energy than Nas did in that song. He was like, "Shorty, say what you like." <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's true. But if we're gonna talk about problematic songs or problematic people, we can say the whole best of both worlds, where R. Kelly killed Jay Z no. in the whole. No, but what I'm CD. saying, honestly, the whole like, first like, CD, R. Kelly killed Jay Z. But, but we don't, we don't talk song. about that shit, dog. I mean, wonder where too long. I mean, that, to get told. that fucking misogynistic ass song, like the one that took too long to get told is Tasha from Thuggish. Yes, Rogers that's Bones. what I was gonna say. <laughs> she knew she overdid it, which is why she whispered her name at the end. Tasha. And what's the? I love how they brought her back at the uh, at the uh, what you call it at the um, the the verses. They brought her back to sing her to sing her bit. What's the homie name from Gangsta's Paradise? We LV. talked about LV on the Dream Team. LV. That nigga sweated yeah. into the sunset. Yeah, <laughs> LV passed away though. I don't give a fuck. We still got our jokes. Well, if in. you ever get a chance, there's a YouTube video. That nigga was like, sweating in the dark, like trench. Like it was just rolling down his face in the dark. My nigga, he just he just looked like Biggie singing. I mean, there's a YouTube video from the Source Awards in like 1995. Um, and it's they're doing Gangsta's Paradise, and then Stevie Wonder comes out there, and they mix Gangsta's Paradise with Pastime Paradise is one of the best YouTube videos you ever see. Yeah, I mean that's a dope ass song too. That's true. We it's, gotta it's, go for I mean, I mean, as far as as far as Stevie samples go, ain't nothing better than Thug Lovin' though. Which another one that should be on this list. What's the loving? Who did that? Fucking Bobby Brown and and ja Rule? Fuck yeah! Oh yeah, I remember. Okay, I don't be remembering the name of these songs. Yeah, my favorite one is still King singing "Hey" as it blends into Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, but that's a that's not the actual original song though. That's no, but you're talking about things that blend into. Yes, it is. I mean, hey, he's the original. That. Yeah. That's that's nice though. That part where you get to it and then it switches over. I like yeah. that. Hey, how you been? That's such a good group. Mm-hmm. Even that, even that, um, the brass band that plays it while marching is plays that song hmm. is really dope. Okay, you've never heard that before. No. Oh man, I gotta get that to you. I was giving you time. To look it up. Uh. But, um, yeah, Jesse could have majored in art. He's really fucking good at it. But he's really fucking bad at chemistry. And that's why Mr. White asked him to apply himself. Now, mm-hmm. he gets a call from what's the big dude's name, Scar? Combo. Combo. What's what's the big dude's name, Scar? Combo. 
Thank you. He gets a Do call you like from combos? combos. Not a huge fan of pretzels, so I'm gonna say no. I, just I was back in like '94. Yeah, back when they around the time when they was still considered kind of new, yes. But now they just taste like poor people stuff. I can't wow. make it. I can't. I can't look, dude. Let's be real. When you bought combos, you bought them from the candy, the candy house. First of all. Secondly, when you break down what a combo is, it's like powdered tomato sauce in a weird ass potato chip shell. That's gross. They just don't taste good. Right? And we used to fool ourselves into thinking this really tastes like pizza. No, the fuck it doesn't. Now, pizzerias? Didn't either. But we, we fooled ourselves. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that is. Oh, they were chips. You never had pizzerias? No. You know what the closest thing? The Okay, I'm going to throw this gauntlet out here. The best potato chips in the world are Pringles salt and vinegar chips. Mm-mm. I'm 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 with you with the Pringles, but ranch definitely, or even their cheddar oh, cheese. Ranch. What is it with black people and ranch? I feel like I'm the only black person I, don't I know, know that don't like ranch. I don't like ranch either. <laughs> it does not work for me. But yeah, he gets a call from Combo, and Combo wants more because he has a cousin with rich friends who want a party, and Jesse stuff is so sweet. And Combo asks Jesse if he's up for making some fat stacks so they'll buy everything he has. So Walter is getting the money out the vent in his house again when, you know, the doorbell rings and it's Jesse. And pistol packing, get it cracking every day. It's Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Uh, Walter thinks that he's wearing a wire, but Jesse isn't. I forgot that they said they were going to break up and they actually meant that shit. Walter wants to know why Jesse is there, and Jesse said to touch base. Jesse just wants to de- to debrief. <laughs> he says this shit, and he says this shit like, I don't know what the word means, but I think it means what I want it to mean, so I just want to debrief, Mr. White. Yo. Yo. Also, he wanted to tell Walt how much everyone digs the meth. Jesse has guys that'll get their left nut for a little more. And if Walt ever saw his way clear to the two of them cooking a little more, and Walter tells him to get the hell off his property and never come back. Get the hell off my property. Poppity. Poppity. P-O-P-P-I-T-Y. Poppity. That's how they say it in Virginia. Jesse says fine, and he throws four grand at Walt, which is fucked up. Because the wind might be blowing. Which is his share of the batch that Jesse had because he didn't smoke at all. Walt goes to the doctor with Skyler and finds out he has non-small cell adenocarcinoma in stage 3A. Which means it's spread from the lungs to the lymph nodes. That's not good, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't give a fuck what that doctor says. Once they get to the lymph nodes, it's a wrap. It's not good at all. And the doctor thinks it's treatable. But the treatments they have can be very effective. 
and in certain cases, it has lengthened the patient's life and sometimes led to remission. And Walter's like, yeah, 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 what's the side effects? And the doctor says, you know, hair loss, fatigue, weight loss, muscle aches, bleeding gums, nausea, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Johnny, depression, depressive stages, suicidal ideations. Nigga, I'm just trying to heal a toothache. This drug may cause impotence. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How does this work? I'm trying to get the inflammation down on the ingrown toenail. This may cause drowsiness. Why the fuck do not get behind the wheel of a car? He was going on and on with these, uh, side, with effects. these side effects. It felt like one of those commercials, like Cialis or something. Mm-hmm. Jesse, uh, well... After he says nausea, honestly, Walt just tunes in the fuck out. He doesn't even have muster on his shirt this time. Uh, Jesse's parents' housekeeper's cleaning up his old room and finds a joint in the fucking cactus. Which is how I knew it was Jake's, because Jesse ain't hiding no shit in the goddamn cactus. How fucking stupid is that? That wasn't even hidden in a drawer. Exactly. You put it in a fucking plant, my nigga. Like, what are we even doing? A white joint in a green plant. Anyhow, his parents I mean, blame him. I mean, he's a kid. Him. He's not smart. Yeah, very much so. Jesse's parents blame him for it. And he says he knows nothing about it. But they go all the way in on him and tell him to leave. They tell him, they tell him that they won't have drugs in their house. Ever. And Jesse takes a joint and goes outside. And he's standing there waiting for a cab when Jake comes out. And thanks him for not telling on him. He says, can I have my weed back? And Jesse does the best big brother thing I could think of when he steps on the joint, drags his foot over it to ruin it, and tells Jake it's fucking skunk weed anyway. Hops in the cab and dips off. I mean, the audacity of this nigga to ask me for some shit after this shit got me kicked the fuck out the house. Well, he thanked him first. The- unmitigated fucking gall. But I mean, honestly, I think that that's admirable that Jesse did that because he realized the kind of hell that his brother would go through. No, he just realizes that no matter what they do, he's just going to end up like him anyway. That too. That's all that too. Walter and Walter Jr. are watching TV. And Skylar is looking over the information from the doctor, and she thinks the information is very hopeful and wants Walter to start treatment the next week. But Walt doesn't want to and thinks they should discuss it a little bit more. And Skylar doesn't understand why. And she just wants Walter to get the best treatment. But the best treatment costs to uninsured people 90 fucking thousand dollars. Well, and you were just short. tripping over 15. Well, out of your, out there, of is, he's, out of, he's out of network. Yes. Yeah. 90K. She says there's ways to get it. This is what I was saying. Yeah, y'all, was telling me, y'all was telling me that I was full of shit. No, and because like, no. for real, Scar, I, I kid you not. Move mountains. You can, you, can same, you can go bankrupt with medical debt. I will remortgage <laughs> my house to save my wife. This chick put five G's on the same card that she told him not to spend fifteen dollars on. You're still on that, huh? 
you're, you came after me for fifteen fucking dollars. Like you're going, you're going paper against cancer. If you, I don't, I don't know how that works in that in that game, but I don't think cancer beats paper, my nigga. <laughs> but I still say, like, bruh, you came after me for fifteen fucking dollars. Like, it's not even just the cancer part; it's the fact that you really tried to take it to me for fifteen dollars. Would Would you? In that situation, Scar, be she honest. Made a comment. You she made one comment for six seconds. If you and your ex-wife were still together and you had cancer and she suggested spending $90,000 after she had just gotten on you about spending $15, would you have brought up the $15? I feel like you yes, would Yes, nigga. Yes. What you trying to save your life? That's probably why I'm divorced. But yes, nigga. Yes. When she tried, when she's trying to you save just, your life. You just tried to come after me for 15 fucking dollars. Now you want to charge 90 to some fucking credit cards. Y'all must have ate like shit because she would probably be like, hey, we ain't doing this. And then she'd be like, hey, let's go to this restaurant. You'd be like, no. It costs this much. There's a, yeah. reason, why, there's a, there's a reason why I'm divorced. And I'm happily divorced, that is. Oh, yeah, I understand. I mean, I know your ex-wife is still shit. Stop that. (laughs) So, Walt is pragmatic. He's like, what if they spend all that money and and, and then he goes silent? But we know what he means. What if we spend all the money and it don't work and I still die, my nigga? Am I supposed to leave you with all that debt? He asks. Maybe treatment isn't the way to go. And then Walter Jr. comes out of the wish of nigga Woods. I, I, what did I say? When I said this the first time, y'all just say, oh, he's a teenager going through blah, 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 whatever. I wish a motherfucker would talk to me like this. I don't give a fuck what you feeling. No, I mean, the, the first one that he said this episode, sure, but why don't you fucking die already, nigga? Come see me in the back room. I will. I will. I will beat you to death with your own fucking crutches, you little motherfucker. <laughs> like, I wish... <laughs> beat you to death with your crutches and then be like, wow, what a wonderful audience. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call Lewis, yo, and tell him that you got your ass whooped. <laughs> we got to... <laughs> I'm sorry, now I'm thinking about Jimmy again. But this nigga literally says... Why don't you just die already? Why don't you fucking die already? (laughs) Going back to the force. I get what he was trying to say. He was trying to motivate his dad. No, the second one was motivation, I guess. But how the fuck would you learn how to motivate niggas like that when you don't play no sports? Who the fuck talks to you like that, Walter Jr.? Huh? You watch TV? Nah. Ain't nobody on on TV talking like that. Nigga, fuck you. He's on TV talking like that. The no. thing that he does the most this whole fucking series is eat breakfast. That is the thing that he does the most. The nigga who only shows up to eat breakfast is telling me this? Smack the fucking shit out of you. Walter Lee so he doesn't murder his fucking kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I'm about to have another kid. I can lose this one. I don't give a fuck right now. I used to tell my kids, y'all ain't past tenure yet. I'll fuck you the fuck up. Make another one to look just like you. But that was when I was a much worse person. This new movie kid. looks awful. New kid on his way. New kid on the block. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, shit. So, 
Walter leaves and he's on the road and he starts coughing. So he has to pull over into a gas station parking lot so he can hack up a lung, which that saying sounds worse because of the cancer, but still, that's what he does. And while he's pulled over, he sees the same asshole from the bank, Ken. Ken honks at an old lady who's walking slowly in front of him, parks at the gas pump and goes inside. Walter literally hears the fucking alarm from Kill Bill (laughs) and walks over to the car. But first he grabs a squeegee. He walks over to Ken's BMW, lifts the hood and puts the squeegee on the two battery terminals, causing the battery to spark and smoke. Then as he walks away, looking like fucking Iron Man did after he launched a little missile at the tank of Gilmira, the car explodes. They look out the window at the explosion to see Walter walking away in slow motion. There's no fucking way they didn't see him doing this shit. That's what I didn't like about this episode. The fucking cashier is looking at Ken, which means he's looking out the window and sees Walter at the car. Anyways, the end. Revenge. Also, that fucking scene in Iron Man where he launches that little missile at the tank and go mirror is fucking dope. Yeah, he's he's uh, Chef Curry with the shot boy because mm-hmm. he <laughs> with the tank and just just starts walking away the other opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I guess Iron Man's suit always has that face, but he looked really fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked away from that explosion. Uh, the Iron Man suit always got the straight face. Like it's always like I'm not phased by none of this shit, nigga. Right. I I I still love that movie. It's the best one out the bunch. Mm-hmm. You're saying mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 is better than Iron Man 1? Oh, I absolutely think Iron Man 3 is the least like Iron Man 3 to me is worse than Thor the Dark World. And that's saying a lot. Iron Man 3 is an awful fucking movie to me. Yeah, I can see that. I tried watching it. I mean, I've watched it a couple times, and it just never hit for me. Never. Nope. So if if I'm ranking Marvel movies that I've seen, there's a couple that I haven't. Iron Man 3 is dead last. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yet? I have not, and you I need to not. see it. That shit is and fucking incredible. And I haven't seen, and I haven't seen the the, the newest Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant Man. But I I put the Ant-Man. I put the link to the I put the link to the brass band playing Hey in the um chat. I also put the link to the Chris Cross song that uh, is the sample for June twenty uh, seventh. Is right there at the beginning of the song. Okay, you must want me to do this to people. That's fine. I have no qualms with that. You, 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 yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go. The butcher coming, nigga. What y'all don't nothing? Okay, fine. God, I butcher hated the this Anderson album. Station. Huh? The butcher at Anderson Station. No, no, uh, the butcher from um, God, now I now I forgot the name of the group. No, I'm not playing any crisscross songs, I'll change my mind. The streets ain't right. I'm not doing that. No, nah, but it's the June 27th. This is where June 27th came from. And it's yeah. right there at the beginning of the song. Like, you can't, like, you only really got to play a few seconds. It's like, that's where the sample comes from. I cannot believe I went Griselda. That's the name of the group. 
Oh, Benny the Butcher. Yeah, Benny the I, Butcher. I, I know, I know the, I know them by name. But I don't know them by music. Oh, my homie put me on to him. I've been listening to him like pretty religiously over the past couple of weeks. Okay. Well, really, isn't that big? It's the, the, the biggie sample, but that that part is is in June twenty seventh. Yeah, that's the whole beat for June twenty seventh. That's it. Yeah. So it it's, it just they just took that and just slowed it down. It's nothing but that and Big Mo singing over it. Which Big Mo, rest in peace, purple stuff guy. Purple. That hurt. I'm sorry. I should have done that. You shouldn't have done that, man. <laughs> Why do you think I'm like giving you time? Okay. Here goes the second part. And it's, it's all lower brass. And it's, it just sounds, when they start hitting the chords, it just sounds wonderful. Those those kind of groups is where your boy came from. That's where your boy learned how to play. Ah, okay. Nine one six six three three one five three seven. Return to oh, I, I am. Return to Oswald at gmail.com is the email address. Brent is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm there at Ratchet Book Club. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Music. You can subscribe to the show wherever you want. The email address for the show, you can also subscribe or email us at bloodmethandtears at gmail.com. Put it on two different feeds this time. People were asking me why I don't do that more often. So I'm trying it out. Let's see how it works. Um, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. Scars down and out, so I'll be doing this on my own. Uh, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. <laughs> I can hey, sing Scar, why don't you just go ahead and do the talking and I'll sing. I can whisper. I can whisper the part. I can whisper. I just can't do the loud part. Yeah, go ahead and do the rest of the words. I don't know the rest of the words. All this time. Really? No, I just wait for my cue. You can also go to <laughs> buymeacoffee.com slash sscast uh, or you can leave a tip in the tip jar on the pod uh, the good pods app. And then thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Brandon, you got anything coming up? Nope. Scar, you got anything cracking? Uh, nothing new. All right. Y'all be good. We're going to hop you later. Peace. Peace out.
single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slip.